Hello, welcome to the I Am The Code podcast. I'm your host, Mariam Jam. I am so happy to be here. You have no idea. We are starting season seven of the I Am The Code podcast. Please take a seat and just breathe. Breathe in, breathe out. Because the people I've invited for this season seven, they are incredible people. I call them the do-gooders. People who are doing extraordinary work behind the scenes, but they are just every single day doing good for the world and for themselves. So before I tell you more about the do-gooders, let me tell you what we've been doing so far. We've been really busy at I Am The Code, building, creating, making things happen for our young women and girls globally. I am so proud of the girls. We've been to Brazil in Salvador. We organized a hackathon out there. We went to Kakuma Refugee Camp. The girls are being trained. They know what to do before we go back in October. Skillsoft kindly donated tablets to the girls. I mean, it's really incredible what is going on post-COVID-19. I am so grateful for that the girls are doing well. They're growing up. They are getting stronger again. Post-COVID-19, we all know how hard it was for all of us. But you know, I believe in resilience, tenacity. I believe in humanity. People going out there, not giving up on themselves but also not giving up on the world. Season seven is all about the diary of the do-gooders, people who wake up every single morning, writing down on their diaries, what is my next step? What do I need to do to change the life of millions today? What do I need to do to invent, to create, to build apps around mental health issues, to become an activist in my community, to go and become a volunteer, to change the life of people. Those are the do-gooders. At I Am The Cool, we have young do-gooders. And you're gonna hear from them in this episode. They are making local changes in their countries. And to kick off this season, I've invited two amazing young women from Salvador, Bahia in Brazil. Their names are Marilia and Camille. I met them both in Salvador a couple of months ago. I was so impressed. We hosted the Amazon I Am The Code Hackathon for two days. They were the first young black girls to participate in an event like this. I was so impressed that I had to just invite them on the podcast for you to hear their voices. Also, they were the winners of the hackathon. They participated, they built solutions, and they are leading by example extraordinary young girls. I really hope you enjoy my conversation with them. I have learned so much from these girls, truly inspired, and I feel empowered by just introducing you to Marilia and Camille. Welcome to season seven. We are going to do amazingly well. Thank you so much for being here. Enjoy our conversation and I will see you on the other side. Well, my name is Camille Guimarães Carvalho, and I'm from the city of Camaçari, that is a city close next to Salvador, in Bahia. My name is Marília Barroso. I'm from Santo Amaro, but I live in Salvador, and I'm 17 years old. So this podcast is all about women and girls giving them a voice. Now, you are young girls growing up in Brazil. Why is it important to uplift young women and girls at this time? I think it's important to uplift our voices. Even though we are in the 21st century, 
we still have so many challenges that we are facing around the world and in Brazil, especially regarding our laws and how people see us and treat us. And we do need political representation because we're going through some difficult times in politics, as Marília said. And I think that we still have a lot of rights that they are in the Constitution and we have to maintain them. And as we said, we need representation. And I think if we have more representation of women and girls, we have so much to say and so much to do. We will have a more equal society. I agree with her. And I feel like girls are always treated differently because of their gender. I mean, our rights are nullified just for being born a female. And to be honest, the solid ideas of women raising meetings or something are simply ignored often. That's a problem we need to talk about because a voice gives you an opinion, a platform, and gives you the opportunity to have perspective, knowledge on things that matter. No two voices are the same. Everyone has something different to say. And we give them power and they will make amazing things. When you have power, when you have voice, you have something to say, you can change anything. You can change the situation on your country, you can change the situation in your community, on your street, the place you live. You know, a voice gives you this power and we need that. Wow, that's so amazing. The other thing I really like about what you are saying is that we need more platforms. We need to give young women and girls possibilities, but also platform where the world can hear from them, right? Yes. We need places for us because we don't have them. And even though we have accomplished a lot of things, we're not done yet. That's an amazing thing. I think that will help a lot of people because there are so many young boys and girls who they're just out there, but they don't have platforms. So That's why I was so happy to to speak to you. And I hope your voices on this platform at I Am The Code can be heard by other people uh, across the world. But let's go back to the podcast team. As I said earlier, the podcast team is giving a chance to people who are doing good in the world. And you, you know, girls are doing amazingly well. And doing good is not just sitting home, you know, not doing anything, but also it's helping your parents, helping your communities. It's actually participating on this podcast because you are doing good right now in participating on this podcast. Hopefully somebody in Afghanistan or in Senegal or in Mozambique can hear your voices and feel, oh my God, I can also have a voice like those girls. So can you just tell me a little bit and tell the girls listening and the boys listening to this podcast, do you write your thoughts, your ideas on a diary? I do have a diary and I write about my feelings and my dreams and my plans for the future. And I think it's a good way for me to express my ideas and do not forget who I am. So I write it. Not every day, but... It's a very good way to remember what my objectives are and to not forget who I really am. I used to, I do have a diary also, but my diary is more to write down my random thoughts and ideas for future projects. Sometimes only my feelings, how I'm feeling at the time, because we are not from, we're not iron, we're not machines. We need to talk, we need to talk, we're sociable animals. Like I said, so sometimes I'm like getting myself ready to sleep and then I think, wow, 
maybe if I do this or that, I could find out a way to change that situation if I'm going through something. So, yeah, my diary is more for catch. Sometimes it's just a song. There's a random melody playing on my mind, but I don't have any place where I could write the lyrics on. So, yeah, sometimes it's more like that. When I was coming to Brazil, Maria Karina said, you need to get diaries for the girls. Did you like the diary we gave you at the Hackathon? Yes. So the reason why I wanted to talk to you about diary, because the podcast is about the diary of a do-gooder, somebody who tried to do good in life. So what sort of good do you do usually, girls, for other people, for your family, for your friends? Can you share with us? Well, I work on some projects like Grow Up, and I've worked with the project um, Livre para Menstruar, that means free to menstruate. And I also work voluntarily on Interact. And I also have a project regarding books. So I democratize the reading of books virtually. And that's the kind of thing I do for, for my community. With the opportunities that are shown to me, I usually take them. And I think it's a chance to do good because I have this power. And I have the time and I have the strength to do it. So I think it's, uh, it's very good. That's really beautiful. How about you, Marila? So back then when I was like nine years old, I was part of a dance group. It was a really tiny thing. We have no structure, no place to rehearse. We rehearse at the street. I used to live on a small city called Santo Maru. And there I lived in a community. We had nothing really. Is it like a favela or something? It's like a favela. And we danced. Then we presentation on the streets and everything, bring the, the arts to take off the kids from the streets, from the favelas. And by now, I'm on a institution, the Instituto Musical Juventude Arte do Recôncavo. É um nome comprido. It's a really big name. So, Imujar. We are a institution of music, and I'm in the chorus group. And we do those presentations. Now we accomplished a lot of things. They are helping us to get the equipment, to go to the trips. Now we're actually going to a trip next month. Where do you usually go? Which trip? Do you go in Brazil or outside Brazil? Here in Bahia. But next month we're going to Rio de Janeiro and Minas Gerais. And it started really small, you know, really a small place. We had one room filled chairs. And we sang to help the community to take off those kids from streets, to take off those kids from traffic, because it happens a lot in Brazil, unfortunately. And we bring them to the arts so they are not on the bad things of life. And it's, it, it became a safely place for us. We, I am really grateful for them. They gave me a home, actually. You know, all do-gooders want to home. That's an amazing story you girls are sharing here. Can I just ask again, do-gooders, what do you think they usually put in their diaries? If you think about Nelson Mandela, Mother Teresa, Oprah, Michelle Obama, all these famous people who are doing a lot of good in the world, right? Also, you girls who are, you know, living in Salvador, in Bahia, every single day you are trying to make it and hustling. What do you think that the do-gooders usually put in their diaries? Or can you have an imagination and think about, hmm, what would Nelson Mandela put in his diary right now? I suppose that they wrote about their dreams, their passions, so how he how they wanted to change the situation for other people, how they connected themselves to their feelings so easily, knowing that maybe 
they could be able to help them somehow. Like Nelson Mandela, he passing through things every day and he was thinking, oh my God, there are other people passing through the same thing I'm passing through right now. So how can I help them? What can I do to make that easily for them and for me also? Because we are a community, we're connected, everyone is connected. Maybe they thought about their feelings about that. I agree completely with Marilia. I think just do-gooders, they re usually write about their feelings and how they should act towards people. They write about their perspectives on the world, on society, and how the world could change into a better place. So I think they usually write about their dreams, plans for the future. Do you think they write about their failures? as well yeah that's a very good point i think they write about all of the things that go through their minds and also their failures how they can um make their failures into strengths maybe from the failures we have learnings and you can't just go do good at the first time you never be great at the first time it's your first time you never did that before So when you're trying something, the failures, I think, are the main parts. We need to take lessons from those failures. So maybe they write it down, their failures too, and learn with them. I write my failures every day. <laughs> I agree with you that, you know, when you write your failures, it does help you become stronger and do better tomorrow, right? Yes, definitely. Now you've been the first girls to open the I Am The Code Do Gooders podcast. What would you write in your diary in the next couple of weeks? Usually, I write about the opportunities that are given to me and how I used to think that I would not be able to accomplish them and how I am. And I write about how amazing that is and how we can, how I feel about the situation with women and girls because that's what I work with Grow Up. And I also write about my dreams and my plans for the future as well. And how amazing these opportunities are and how I can make my future better and different. Please write your diary and let me know in the next couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> well, when it comes to the next weeks, I suppose I will be writing a lot about the opportunities that have been given to me those last few days. But also how about how grateful I am for them how many lessons they're giving to me, how grateful I am, how honored I am, and also about the projects that I can do with the lessons I've learned. I mean, I, I had a lot of ideas after the hackathon, and I'm still having a lot of ideas with the lessons I've learned, with the platforms, with the things I'm researching now. So I suppose I'll be writing a lot in the next weeks. <laughs> you know, the diary of a do-gooder is really a very complex diary, right? Because as you said, they write about their feelings, their failures, and they want to change the world. But, you know, we can't change the world by ourselves. But what I like about what you said, girls, is your gratitude. You are very grateful to have opportunities and to have chances given to you. And you want to take that and do good with it, right? So for other girls in your community, but also where you live. For example, the music, the art you are doing can help other girls in Africa joining communities. And, you know, you are very welcome to come and work for I Am The Code, by the way. <laughs> so do you have any questions for me? You seem to be a very strong woman. 
it's like the impression I had when I first saw you, a very strong, powerful, beautiful woman. And I wonder, where do you get the strength from? I think I have to be really strong because of my background, you know, what I've done in my life. I'm always living day by day, but really thinking, what do I need to do to keep strong? Because there are so many people who, like Marila said, they gave me a chance to do good. They gave me their names. They gave me their mentoring, their coaching. They call me every day, you know, how are you doing? What can we do to support you? So when you have people who trust you and believe in you, you have to be strong for them, right? I'm not always strong. Sometimes I feel very weak, you know? I cry, I put myself together, but my intention is that I want to do good for the world, right? I'm sure Nelson Mandela cried or Mother Teresa. We may not have seen that from the outside, but uh, doing good is also hard. It's very tough. So I can promise you that, yes, you see me as a strong woman, but I have my weaknesses. Sometimes I feel very weak, Because what I'm trying to do is so big that not many people understand. As women, it's very tough. Like sometimes you have women in the film industry or in the sport industry or like the art industry. Uh, they come across as very strong women, but they're very strong and they just carry on working hard and don't give up. It's okay to be vulnerable. We don't have to always put a face of a strong woman. That's not authentic and that's not going to last long, right? So... I hope I answered your question. But you girls are very strong. <laughs> to be honest, I get my strength from my girls in Africa, in Kakuma. When I meet them, I'm very strong because I realize what I have. I have a shower, I have a water, I've got electricity, I've got internet connection, you know, I'm free. I think about all of that. They gave me strength. I've got a bracelet I want to show you. So this is my bracelet of strength. It's called a Maasai bracelet. So I have this bracelet for seven years now. So every day I wake up, I wear it, and it reminds me about being strong. Because the Maasai people in Kenya, they're very strong people. So Thank you. That was great. How about you? What keeps you strong? Well, I think what keeps me strong is in the same way you said the fact that I think about all of those women that are going through difficult times. And I think I'm in quite a comfortable place. I have a mother and a father and a place to live. And I have the opportunities to do good for these women. So I think I should take them. I should take these opportunities and I should do what's in my power to help them. And I'm also strong for my family, for my mother. She goes through a difficult time daily. And I think I should help her and my sister also. I think about my dreams. I have to be strong for my dreams to make them come true. It's not that I cannot be weak, but I have to manage this weakness. That's what I do. That's amazing. You are right. So I manage my weakness. That's the answer, right? So you manage. You don't let yourself fall down as a woman. Margaret Thatcher did not fall down, or Mother Teresa, or Oprah, or Michelle Obama, all these big women we look up to. A woman needs to manage her emotions, right? I think what makes me strong is think that, okay, my mom needs me, my grandma needs me, my family needs me. I'm an only child from a divorced parents. And since I was very young, I realized that if I don't do my part, I can't be able to give myself independence. I need to be independent because my parents are given everything. My mom, when I was younger, she was always working. I barely see her when I was younger. She was like uh, four jobs at 
day. So it was very hard. I lived with my grandmother and she taught me a lot of things about life, about how I need to pursue my dreams. So when I feel weak, when I feel bad, I think about her. I think about her advices, how she said to me, you need to be strong because in this world, you won't find a lot of people who want you to be strong and you have to be strong for yourself and for the ones you love. And I that for my life because sometimes it's hard, you know, being a woman, feel that you're not heard, feel that anyone's listening to you. And then you have to keep going. Giving up is not an option. You have to keep going. You need to keep going for your dreams, for the ones you love, for everyone who's counting on you. You have to be powerful, even though the world wants you to be powerful. Oof. I'm absolutely inspired just by listening to you. So I've got one more, one more question, girls, before we let you go. Do you have any advice for a young woman right now growing up in this world trying to do good? Well, firstly, before you try to change the world, you have to think about your community. I mean, first you have to think about what you need personally, and then you can help your community and then grow. So first you think about yourself and your community and make the changes you think it's possible to make, do what's in your power and do the best. And then you try to gather people to do that as well. And then you can go and try to change the world and never give up. You should never give up because you grow and opportunities change and you feel like when you grow old, when you die, you feel like you've done your part. And that's what's important. Everyone doing their part so we can change the world effectively. My advice is don't listen to the ones that are saying that you're not going to do it. Don't listen to them. They just want to keep you back. Listen to the ones who are saying you can do it. Because the negative comments always hit us the most. And they are the only ones that you don't have to listen to. If you have a dream, if you have something you want to accomplish, there's something you need to accomplish. You feel that you have to do it. Do it. Don't listen to anyone else. Just do it. Listen to your heart. Your heart will say what you need to do. You find, And when you start following your heart, you find people that have the same ideas, the same wantings that you have. So always follow your dream and you'll find people to connect to and make it true. Don't give up. Wow. That's absolutely incredible. So girls, if you are listening to my beautiful guests on this podcast, they are amazing. Write on your diary, write your dreams, write what you can do. Your failures can also be a strength to you. So I am so honored to have these young women. So I'm talking right now with uh, Camille and Marilia from uh, Salvador Bahia in Brazil. They came to the I Am The Code podcast to open this season seven for us. Girls, any last word do you have for us before we let you go? And I want to thank you so much for your time. Truly honored to talk to you. I would like to thank you and say that I'm honored and really happy for this opportunity. I'm feeling flattered by now. I'm completely amazing. It's amazing for, to be here. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Well, I'm also really grateful, as Marilia said, and I'm grateful for the event. It really changed my mind. I just said in the beginning of the hackathon that it would change our minds, and it really did. I feel like there is this part of the world that I didn't know, and now I know I can be part of it. 
So I'm so grateful for it. And I'm grateful that you are working to change the lives of thousands of women. And I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for women like you. You're really inspiring women. Thank you so much, girls. Thank you. It is absolutely amazing. Wow. What an amazing episode. The girls are genuinely do-gooders, as I said. What they said is so wise. We should all listen and learn from young people like Marilia and Camille. They are young girls from Brazil in Salvador. 97% of that city is black. Can you imagine how powerful they are? The message is so profound. I really hope you've been inspired today by the girls. You know, my learning this week and my learning recently, I will say, is that when you ask the universe to protect you, the universe can hear you. I promise you, you will get an answer. Ask the universe to protect you and you will see what it will do. Also learn to remove time wasters in your life. People have really wasted my time. They wasted the time of our girls, of our foundation. And I'm learning as a leader to remove people who are wasting my time and wasting the time of the girls. I'm in a hurry to get 1 million women and girls to learn how to code by the year 2030. So I really don't have time to waste. We have eight years to go. And there are millions of young women and girls out there who don't have the privilege, the opportunity, the possibilities to do well in their life. So if you have not seen our e-learning tools and resources, Please go out there and check the I Am The Code website and enroll now. Do not waste your time. You have one life. Opportunities don't come often. When you have opportunities, go out there and take them with your two hands. Don't forget to subscribe to the I Am The Code podcast and please kindly share this episode. It is so amazing. Next week, we will have another brilliant guest who has done so much for mental health and well-being. I'm so excited to have him on the podcast. You know, we are a very small team at I Am The Code, totally dedicated to making the world a better place by creating inspiring content like this for people who want to do better and be better. When you know better, you do better. When you don't know better, you cannot do better. That's something that I've learned in my life. Remember to also donate to the I Am The Code Foundation and support our girls. Our girls right now need tablets, they need to start coding. They need to learn how to code. So anything you can do to support I Am The Code, we are going to be so grateful for your help and for your support. Go out there and be a force for good. Doing good decreases stress. It makes you feel good about yourself. It promotes mental health and it leads to happiness. Science have shown this. There are so many reports around doing good. Go out there and do good. Have a lovely Friday. Be a do-gooder and see you next week. Thank you so much for everything you do for I Am The Code and goodbye.